peace and welcome back to another episode of uh the conscious observer with your brother uh aleem um i prepared a i prepared a uh a talk um or you know um what are these called this is a podcast but the way it feels it doesn't i don't know it just doesn't seem very much like it fits into the context of a podcast um i can't say that i'm giving lectures there's it's not formal enough to be a lecture it's not a conversation we're not talking to each other but i'm it's, it's it's a monologue that's all it is i'm i'm talking with the intent of having someone hear what i'm trying to say and i appreciate you for coming and listening to what i have to say um i i'm doing my best to make make it so that you are not feeling that your time is being wasted or that you are better served somewhere else or that i'm not um doing the best of my ability to deliver a reasonable and uh, in, in in an and an intelligent message <clears throat> i want to be as as reasonable and um as followable as possible as possible you know uh, not everyone can follow what i'm saying um and this is not an exclusive podcast this is an inclusive meaning that i i want to attract as many people as possible to listen to what i have to say but a part of that also goes on my my end i would say i would say about 95 percent of it is my responsibility to make sure that i'm giving a a good message that can be uh accepted by other people so i'm thinking and in my mind trying to curve negative tendencies and uh bad behavior um i had a whole nother discussion but i'm gonna scrap it because i don't think that we're at a place to fully receive the message um i believe that there's some time that has to well not time but there's some things there's a there's a proper order of delineating information and um as a a quasi you know some i'm not going to call myself a teacher but if i'm in a position of giving information then that does put me in that that title whether i like it or not and um i would i'm going to give you a you know kind of like a a view to the other side of the the glass so that you know that you are a teacher as well and that whatever i say is and you accept it as the truth and you can bear witness that it's the truth you will be found teaching it as well 
And one thing that I will say as a teacher um, that I'm starting to learn is that there is a proper method to giving information. Information cannot be A cloud does not drop the full weight of its water all at once. Clouds drizzle, they rain, they rain hard, um, but it's not incessant. It ends at some point. There's a stopping point. There's not a pouring of information. There's a pour, there's a downpour but then there is a a period um you know sometimes it's light sometimes it's heavy but there's a period to it and there is you know the sun comes out and you the cloud moves away and it it you know and this and and in that example this is me saying that as a teacher, I have to learn how to give information out in layers, not trying because of feeling a, a desperation for time, because the time that we live in is so precarious that it, it makes me feel as though I'm, I'm, I'm losing time every second. Every second is, is, is time lost. I, I feel like you know, like I'm rushing to 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 get through to you a point that has to be made and an understanding that must be made. So in that attempt, I'm I'm rushing and I'm trying to to I'm trying to tell you everything that I can think of. But it's not appropriate. It's not totally appropriate. The enemy of black people is the Caucasian white man and white woman. <laughs> All my life I've known that fact. Um it becomes more blaringly obvious. Uh, I, I remember my first racial uh, encounter with uh, an older white man. I was about five or four, four or five years old, and uh, we were at the Old Country Buffet with my mother and my father and some other people. I can't remember, but I was. I went to take my plate up to. A place to, I think to get some steak because there there was always a line for steak, and there was a there was a a white man, and he was either in front of me or behind me. I don't know which one makes sense. It doesn't make any sense regardless, but I can't be sure if he was. I think he was in front of me because he turned around. He turned around. Yes, he, so he was in front of me. And he said, get in the back of the line. 
And um, I remember in that instant, I didn't feel any any fear. When I was a child, in th- in this moment, I felt um, I really didn't feel his aggression. I'm, I'm gonna be quite quite honest with you. As a child, I don't I didn't register that as as aggression. And there are other instances as a child, you know, when you you have situations where you're with your parents and these even children on the school bus or these situations have a way of almost traumatizing you because they're so aggressively intense and you 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 remember it for the rest of your life what somebody did to you as a child but in this particular case it wasn't that I was angry with him or anything like that and and now that I think about it for the first time looking back on that situation I realized the reason why I did not feel as angry or shocked or hurt as I could have was because my father immediately jumped in to save me. His 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 involvement, immediate reaction to what the white man said absolved me of all negative feelings. My negative feelings were all negated and thrown into the void because my father stepped in and approached this man. And the same way that that happens is the same way that you have to see yourself as as a warrior and see the service that you are committing when you sacrifice for others. When you sacrifice for others, you take the brunt of a blow or hit I'm talking physically, literally, or I'm talking about the sacrifices that you make for your your the I'm not even talking about for your children because I don't have any children. But when I do the right thing, I'm making a sacrifice against what I wanted to do for the the betterment of myself so that I am more of a, a good servant to someone down the line. You know, whoever that person may be, when they come and they interact with me and they find my character to be good, that good character that they are seeing is there because of something that I did back in the past that was that afforded me to have something good for them to see. So what I'm saying with that is that we shouldn't be small minded of ourselves. We should not. Your 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 mind should never be the same size as your head. Your mind should never be the same size as your head. Your head is only about a foot by, you know, half a foot long or big. But your mind should be all around you, all encompassing around you. Your mind you should wear around you like uh, like a shield. Um, you give yourself the space to see yourself in your fullest potential. Don't allow the world to crowd your view of who you are and your self-image. When you look yourself in the face and then looking yourself in the eyes, you should be seeing a God there. You should be seeing a connection to the supreme being who created you. As a, as a as another supreme being 
yourself because there is nothing more supreme than the human being. The human being is supreme. We are a supreme creation. You know, I'm, I'm looking when I look at people, I'm, I'm fascinated by people. I'm utterly fascinated and captivated by people. It's the soul inside of it. It's not, we're not inanimate objects. We're not mechanical. The soul animates us in a way that just, it does tremendous. I mean, it, it is, it's baffling to understand the science behind what makes a human a human being. It is to me it's it's baffling. I can spend I could I could spend minutes just just observing a person's behavior, just just watching a person, just just looking at them, looking at what's what I can see and and still bewildered at the fact that I can't see everything about them. Um, So my first racial experience, my father saved me from trauma. I wasn't traumatized because my father saved me. He approached the white man. And the white man backed down. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about um the disconnect <clears throat> between our generation and the generations before us just to be clear no generation was ever perfect at being black <clears throat> all generations had obstacles to their achieving blackness um what is blackness what is that because a lot of us are confused with blackness and, and, and we think that blackness is to be a nigga. And, you know, if somebody, if you don't listen to a certain type of hip hop or rap, then you're not black. Or if you didn't watch this movie that all black people watched, for me, it was paid in full. Then, oh, you're not black. Your black card is getting revoked. Listen, your black card <clears throat> is in your blood it can't be revoked or taken by somebody who has some sort of standard and on blackness and the standard is usually low okay it's usually a low standard um no blackness is above all of that Blackness is above all of that. All blackness is, is a loving, intelligent, and God-fearing 
perspective, a loving, intelligent, and God-fearing ideology that is present in the person's mind. That's all. That's all. Don't got nothing to do with rap. Rap is a byproduct of black suffering. Doesn't have anything to do with that. So we live in a time where our generation, we are heavily experimented on as a generation. I think that is what makes us different than other generations. We are... We are... We're under a lot of programming. And not only programming, we're under a lot of chemical experimentation as well. We we consume fast food and artificial foods and processed foods at a much higher level than our parents did. We consume information and propaganda at a much higher level than our parents did as well. We have less of racial solidarity than our parents did. But we still have some facet of racial solidarity it's strange with us because we 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 have we sense racism but only when it's overt we have to become masters of subtleties so that we can observe racism as it exists in its nuances in its finer details You know, one of the things that I believe that black people get hung up on in their experiences with white people is the common ground, common conversation. How's the weather? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, everything looks so nice. Yes, yes. That's that's basic conversation. And the banality of that is easy to assume from that basic level of conversation that you have achieved racial racial harmony between yourself and another race no because the white person that came out and said it's such a beautiful day and the birds are chirping that same white person is an adherent, is a follower, is reliant and dependent upon a system of white supremacy that goes against the, the livelihood and the, the existence of black people. It is considered by whiteness to be a pathogen blackness is considered by whiteness to be a pathogen what is a pathogen a pathogen is a disease so when you pathologize blackness what is blackness blackness is aggressive blackness is is evil blackness is ignorant blackness can't read 
blackness is evil and that it 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 is toxic masculinity see they only use toxic masculinity when referring to black men because they want to make masculinity something that black men never want to obtain they want the homosexual black man they prefer him because the homosexual black man will not fight white supremacy as strongly as the black black heterosexual male will so they make the masculine see masculinity is often from a feminine perspective or from a weaker perspective and i say weaker not in not not weak feminine is not synonymous with weak but femininity in terms of its softer more delicate qualities is a weaker aspect of the masculine principle and sometimes when you view life from that perspective you cannot properly ascertain the decisions that men make you don't know why men make the decisions that they make and sometimes you can be found judging men on the decisions that they make even though the decisions that they make benefit multitudes of people including yourself so we have this position that men are wrong and evil and everything they do is wrong so women feel a little you know uh righteous because women say well you know all the wrong doing in the world is done by men but all the infrastructure and the 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 inventiveness and the progression of humanity is mostly done by men as well and on top of that women are also purveyors when they don't have men women then get to see what it's like to be in a decision-making place when a woman has to make decisions then she's often hated isn't that right she's often hated by her children because without the guidance of a man women make tremendous mistakes they make tremendous mistakes it's not their fault but this is what I mean. These mistakes, these the hatred that exists between black women and black men, where one is always talking about the other. This is all of this is all a product of white supremacy. All of it. All of it. We're not going to I am not going to allow myself to be led astray by what is in front of me when i know that what's in front of me is being directed from what's behind it no i'm I'm going to look over that thing's head and say what what are you doing back there i don't look at what's in front of me what's in front of you is only a projection of what is emanating from somewhere else the things that people say the words that people speak it's all a projection from what is in their mind and their mind is from what 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 they experience up until that point in that moment. And usually a person's mind is based upon the experiences that they had at a particular point in their life and everything else is just 
time to them. There's a certain point in, in, in our lives and our growth and development where we stop mentally growing because we become isolated to one specific time that literally is like the ice age of our mind where our mind freezes and everything beyond that point is just like you know wasted hours just time just you know time but there there's a point in our life where we experience fear and tragedy to such a high extent that it makes us not want to go forward so most people are speaking from that perspective, even though it was years and years ago that it happened. So we don't we shouldn't look at what's in front of us. And that's what I'm advising you to do. Don't look at what the media puts in front of you. Don't look at what Hollywood puts in front of you and the movies that Hollywood puts out. Scrutinize them because every movie that Hollywood makes has an underlying or an overlying message that they're trying to get the masses to accept because Hollywood is in synchronization with the government and the government uses Hollywood to cast a wide net to catch many fish at once. There is no greater medium than a movie. A movie can capture the attention of millions and millions and millions of people. Why wouldn't the government weaponize that for their own devices? course they weaponize it for their own devices very few movies that we watch are movies for the sake of just being the love of film you got movies like um the godfather or you got movies like uh what's that Jet Li movie that i love so much fearless where these films are are strictly just films goodfellas uh, rest in peace to uh, Ray Liotta my girlfriend texted me and told me that Ray Liotta died I, I, I told her this is a, a part of my teaching to her because um, she still has a fascination with white, white society that I, that I don't appreciate because it's deceptive to appreciate white society for its glamour the glamorized white white society is to be blind blinded by the lights and the beauty and then totally oblivious to all the degradation and all the evil and all the unjustness that led up to this beauty that projects the beauty the beauty is a false image that is being projected from ugliness the intense ugliness projects intense beauty where you see oh they look so beautiful They're, the red carpet the uh, george clooney uh, uh cameron diaz the the intense beauty um it's just like satan it's just like lucifer in the bible where he was an angel of of intense brilliant light but that intense brilliant light at one point it was being funneled by by god 
God was the one who gave him that that light. But then he fell from grace and then he became uh I I suppose he he wanted to resemble that light that he used to have but he no longer had it. So he had a when he fell from heaven he he and became Satan then he adopted a false light a fake light <clears throat> but it's still beautiful to the people that look at it this whole world is just a bunch of smoke and mirrors that's that's what I'm trying to say and I can't allow smoke and mirrors to take me away from the fact that the white man and the white woman are my enemy more specifically the white man the white woman is really the enemy of the black woman but the black woman wants to negate her own responsibilities to her race and she wants to lock arms with the white woman because the black woman is non-confrontational even as confrontational as she is with black people the black woman is non-confrontational by nature and she really does not want well actually i'm gonna say by nature she's non-confrontational by fear because by nature the black woman can be very confrontational even um very dangerous by nature she's a warrior as well but by fear what you'll see is that the black woman will will she usually uh from a tactic of safety will adopt trying to be friends with white people so that she can get along with them and in getting along with them she thinks that she will manage to be safe physically um and emotionally as well because she does not see white people as a source of emotional torment emotional torment comes from black people and when the woman is so emotionally tormented she doesn't have any time to think about psychological torment or where the emotional tormentors gained their and gained their hatred from the people the black people that we experienced in our life that gave us emotional torment didn't give it to us because they wanted to give it they gave it because they had nothing else to give because all of the goodness that was inside of them was robbed from them by the white man so instead of focusing our attention on the relationship that we have with white people where we can become so tricked by the way that they speak where they speak so politely i i i'm just so glad that you came over that you really can't see or ascertain how the relationship with a person who's always being fake by the way always faking a smile always faking their words always you you can't see how being next to something fake can take away from which you are and make you more and more aggressive the black people that I know that love white society, they are some of the most aggressive black people that I know. 
the black people that I know that love black society, they are the most loving people that I know. Loving white does not afford you the love that you need in order to love yourself and to love your people. So when you love white people exclusively, you become evil by extension, by proxy of loving them. You yourself become quite evil and grotesque in your behavior and in your thinking is what what you're thinking is an extension of your your behavior is an extension of your thinking. You become grotesque in your thinking. We become grotesque in our thinking. We have become ugly because of the close proximity that we share with our enemy. Our enemy makes us ugly by association. That is the reason why it is best for us to separate from our enemy so that we can regain our beauty. Because right now we're a generation of people who have no who have no faith in blackness. We don't love black. We love white. White is invited to the cookout. You don't even invite black people. Notice you never invite black people to the cookout. Because you want it to make it seem as though it's obvious that black people are invited to cookouts. That's not true. Well, obviously, because you're black, you're invited to the cookout. No, that's not true. Black people have a hard time inviting other people to functions. Black people have a very difficult time being able to be open with their space in regards to other black people. But every time a white person does something that a nigga, not that a black person, because black black people are better at qualifying who's invited to what and who's disinvited. See, niggas don't even talk like that. Niggas don't talk about white people in terms of you're not invited. Niggas want to invite every white person that they can find an excuse to invite and then they're they're killed where they they're killed because of it those black people in that church they invited that little white boy into their church and that little white boy killed them why what was in his mind that made him kill elder black people Think about the mind of a white person. Think of summarize the language, summarize the tonality of how they speak, summarize all the strange, weird, awkward, bizarre things that you ever heard them say. Summarize the pitch, the frequency that they speak with. Summarize everything. What's in the mind of white people? What was in that little boy's mind when he went into that church? Insignificance. They're old. They're black. They love a white God. They have no love for themselves. They only love me. 
I'm a little I'm the little white boy speaking right now. They love me more than they love themselves. They're worshiping a white God that my people gave to them. They're old, decrepit. They don't have any value. Let me kill them. It's not hard to imagine that because that's the same perspective that other black people view other black people with. And our perspective is from them. Our perspective is projected from them onto us. So I know you the fakeness is registered by white people when you know that there's certain lengths and boundaries that they're not willing to go in far as far as as, as far as love goes. Their love is limited to a to a to a per certain perimeter. I can't even say that a white person generally loves black people. Yet they may love Michael Jackson at some point. Then the entire world betrayed the entire white world. Let me say some black people tried to betray Michael Jackson. But for the most part, it was white people and white people were the people that Michael Jackson had tried to appeal his love to the most. It was very, very ugly for them to betray him like that. The entire white universe betrayed Michael Jackson. The entire spectrum of them, they all collectively turned their back and and disgraced the name of Michael Jackson. So yeah, they love do they did they love Michael Jackson? No, they didn't. You see white women passing out, oh Michael Jackson, oh is that from love? No, that is a that's not love. That's not that's that's a form of love, but it's not real genuine love. They're limited to how they can love us because their humanity is limited. That's what I want to get to. Their humanity is limited. So it limits their their ability for them to love too. So they can't love the fullness of black people. It gets to a point where there's conversations that they're not willing to have. Where you have struck a nerve with them because they don't want to talk about those things. You're passionate about something and they're not passionate about it because they don't love the way that you love. They don't care the way that you care. They don't care. In some cases, they just don't care. So black people have a hard time loving ourselves because we hate ourselves and we learned that behavior from white people. How much harder is it for white people to love black people if that's the case? You just it's just it's a mathematical question. It's a mathematical question. If you if the word nigga is the nigga and this this is. I'm starting to form an idea. I hope that Allah will let me finish it out. When we say nigga, we don't always mean it with evil, do we? When we say nigga, some most of the time we say it from like a, a, a some sort of pl- some f- sent <laughs> from some strange 
sense of love. The the love is obviously finite because you can't love a nigga truly. You can't love a nigga. The word nigga don't allow for you to express the fullness of your heart. Your heart ain't it won't the word itself labeling a person a nigga does not allow you to fully love it. It's like It's like an example that I said before. The respect that you put on the noun, and I'm talking grammatical English here, the respect that you put on the noun of a word is the nucleus of the entire sentence. When you talk about God, that changes the structure of the entire sentence. When you talk about a dog, that changes the structure of the sentence. You can say, F, man, I don't like that dog. But it don't sound good when you say, I don't like God. That doesn't sound right. You can say, man, F those kids, right? Because a kid is a baby goat. And that's this is language, symbolic language that white people have spoken at such a high rate that we have now taken on their language for ourselves. A black child is not a kid. A black child, if if there was a proper symbol for a black child, it would be a lamb because a lamb is a sheep and sheep need a shepherd. Sheep are lost and we as black people, we are lost without a God. White people, and I heard Dr. Umar say this before, white people don't need to pray to have a good day. White people can't remember the last time they ever got on their knees and said a word of gratitude to 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 the creator. But they have success. They have monetary success. They have nice cars and things that they want like that. Right. They, they don't pray. They don't pray for those things. They have a desire, a strong desire for those things, but they don't pray for it. But Dr. Umar said that the black man is different because the black man cannot not pray. You cannot not talk to your aunt, to to Allah, God, Jehovah or commemorate your ancestors. You cannot do not do it. And be successful as a black person. Now, if you want to be some type of strength, and this is the compromise of the soul. This is the compromise of the soul. Do I want the riches of the world to compromise my soul where it makes me into an arrogant, ugly, grotesque, hideous looking behavior? Hideous in behavior. Because obviously, black it's very hard for black people to be ugly. But when you look at the behavior of these people these black people who find themselves to feel better than other black people their their behavior is disgusting and it's all it's all because of the who they associate with 
Dr. Umar Johnson said it correctly. We have to pray. The best word to describe a black child is as a child, as a human child, children. You can say, man, F those kids, because the word kid does not denote proper respect for the life that is the black baby or the black son or the black daughter. But now you change the noun. Now you say children. Man, F those children. Hmm. That, that, no, that don't even make any sense. Nobody would ever say that. Because when you respect something, it changes the structure of how you address it. So a, you can't love a nigga to your fullest potential because in saying the word nigga you are saying i don't respect you but see this is the same type of way that white people say that they love black people white people don't love black people white people have a very low 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 level of respect for black people and at the same time they have affection towards that low level I'm affectionate towards your low level. I love you, nigga. I love you, nigga. Is that proper love? Is that the height of love? No. They're looking down on you when they say they love you. They don't say they don't say love from the same place. They don't say love love from a high place. They say love from a low place. When you call your brother a nigga, that's not high love. That's low love. Bitch, I love you. You hear black women say this to each other all the time. That's not high love. And then they're fighting the next day. Bitch, why you? Because it wasn't high love. The love was the real love sets a standard on what you can say and what you can't say. But when you don't have a standard of real love, ain't nothing that you won't do or won't allow to be done to you. It's a free for all. Man, F those kids. I love you, bitch. What's up, my nigga? Uh, uh, do, 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 do. You can do anything. But doing anything is not love. Love comes from wanting the very best and sacrificing yourself for the sake of somebody else. That's what real love is. So when you see the homosexual community saying we're a community of love, they are liars. They are using the word to hide their ugliness behind. It's not the whoever talks about love the most is the most hateful. And the homosexual community are a hateful community because they are a community who seeks to deceive and destroy science and logic. If you want to destroy science, mathematics and logic inside of the minds of human beings, that's not from a source of love. 
that's because you hate yourself to such a strong degree that you're willing to kill the brain of other people so that the people won't see you for what you really are. I would rather pluck your eyes out than to have you see me for what I really am. That's what the homosexual community is saying. They, we don't want you to judge us. Judge what? Judge the thing that we're doing that we don't want you to judge. Judge what? Judge the thing that I do that I would rather not do, but I, I can't help it. Judge what? I want to pluck your eyes out because I can't have you looking at me. Or I want to take out a portion, a portion of your brain that allows you to think analytically because I can't have you making sense of what doesn't make sense. I can't have you interfering in my life with all your logic. Yes, I, I want the children to be gay. Why do you want children to be gay? Because I want them to have the option to do whatever they want. The option to do whatever they want. Should a parent allow their children to eat ice cream before bed and then go to bed with sugar on their teeth? Well, I don't mean like that. Then, we'll, But that's in a small degree. I would rather have uh, sugar on my teeth than sugar in my tank. So it's so what you understand. So you start to see the value that they put on the human mind is not a lot. They don't have any value for the human mind. So that doesn't make them a community of lovers. That makes them a community of haters and pathological liars. But everybody has to endorse them. No, no, it isn't love that you show homosexuals. It's fear. It's 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 pity that you show them. And then it's fear fear of hurting their feelings no this is not a world of lovers i i can i can bear witness to that i'm not a i'm not a lover and nobody that I know is a perfect lover. That we're not a world of lovers. So don't let nobody come up to you trying to sell you no fake nickels. No wooden nickels, as my mother used to say. Don't let nobody come up to you selling you no uh, wolf tickets. Uh, no, no fake business. Nobody loves to a great degree. So especially not our enemy and the enemy of black people is the white person. They have bad thinking when it comes to us. They don't know the proper way to be a human being when it comes to us. After 400 years of being involved with us, we've learned who they are, but they haven't learned who we are. And that is from 
a, a part of their nature. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So a lot of you, you say I have white friends. I have white associates. <clears throat> but they don't love you. They don't. They don't. You, you have now become a liar yourself because you are willing to overlook things that they do and you're willing to totally cut off everything about who you are in order to hold a space with white people see i can't exist in a small space i'm not going to stand in a closet just so that i can talk to a white person and that's what i see you people doing you uh, know that on a broader spectrum of knowledge and subject, on broader subjects about the existence that we live in, there is no room to be friends with your, your enemy. There's no room to be friends with white people. They don't deserve your friendship. Your, your friendship is something like a carrot tied to a stick it's something that a white person could probably probably they're really not chasing well they that's the thing the the, the psycho the psychology of white people is so spiraling because they want to be human but they don't want to be human at the same time so there you should so you should accept the mental position that they come with accept the conditions of who they are but don't be don't befriend them you have a person who is a who is a known serial killer and they can just spaz out at any time and you, your logic is, well, we have such great conversations in between their killings. I don't want to base my friend. I don't want to judge them because they're a killer. I want to judge them based off the fact that we both watch the same TV shows. No. 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 I don't care that my white friends don't fully value or appreciate me and that they don't know how to get along with me in the right way. I value the part, the part, the, the certain points where we can um, go out and get drinks and have and have a good time and laugh at stuff. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. It shouldn't be good enough for you for that. You should not be content with that. You 
you should want to grow above that. You don't have to grow with white people. I respect white people for providing infrastructure for us to grow out of. I don't want to be reliant upon them for the rest of my life, though, because to be dependent upon your enemy is so damn disastrous to your mental. To depend upon your enemy to look after you is so damn disastrous. And I could stress that point. I can give so many examples as to why. But you know the examples because you have it inside of your mind based off of your experiences. There is no such thing as a good white person. Even Jesus said he wasn't good. But now you have white people who are trying to make themselves more holier than even the Christ. Even Jesus Racism was so long ago and and why can't we just all be friends? Wait a minute. Wait a damn minute, Mr. White person. What do you mean be friends? How can you even make that kind of comment? What did you do that was friendly? You're not even being friendly and trying to assert yourself as some sort of moral authority right now. That's not friendly. That's arrogant. When did you become a friend? When did you learn what it means to be a friend? How can you even allow who how, who even taught you what the word means? How did how did the word even come out of your mouth? How do white people call black people racist? When did the tables turn? Tables don't turn in my house. Tables stay where they are. I don't let white people turn tables. There ain't no DJ white white snake in here. There's no DJ uh, white snake in my house turning the turntables. Chicka chicka, you're racist now. No, ain't no, I'm racist now. No, you're still the racist. You're still, you've always been, and you will continue to be the racist. We don't turn tables up in here. Like I said before, you a lot of you allow white people so much mileage and so much road in your mind. If your mind was like another world and it is, you allow white people to totally conquer that world. They, they get all up in that thing. They conquered your mind. But like I said before, me, white people can't turn the corner of my road. They can't even turn the corner to get out the driveway. They got to keep their cars in park when it comes to my road. And then I'm like a, you know, like a a person that is a traffic, you know, the track, the 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 uh, the person that, you know, uh, directs traffic out there. I'm I'm like that person. Okay, you you can come this far. Hope stop stop right there. You have to learn that sense of authority. It's inside of you to have it, but you you use it wrongly. 
we use our sense of authority. We use our fire towards the wrong things. We use our fire and we use the the God given energy that allows us to even have something like an attitude towards each other and towards ourselves. First, you have an attitude with yourself. Wake up in the morning and, and get look in the mirror and see see something about on your face you don't like. And then you get angry with yourself. Then you do something wrong and then get angry with yourself. And then see a white person walking by you and then try to switch up and get happy. Stay within the stay within the truth of how you truly feel. Don't be crying on the inside and smiling on the outside. What is wrong with you? You got your wires crossed up. We have to work diligently to uncross your wires. And it's not just going to be incumbent and solely on my shoulders. You have to want to uncross your own wires. You have to have a desire and you have to be able to want to see a better image of who you are. You have to. You have to. You have to see that everything about living in America has been to the detriment of your existence. I said this a long time ago, and it, and it makes so much sense. What makes a white man smile is not the same thing that should make you smile. You should not be envious of the white man smiling. You don't know what it took for him to smile. He laughs at different jokes. Different things make him smile. When when he hears that people die or something got killed, he that makes him laugh. The white man has a very sick sense of humor. His confidence is based off of the fact that he is a part of a worldwide worldwide conquering group. He's a part. He's a member. He is a he is a he is a member of a group of individuals that have conquered the whole entire world. That's why he smiles. So don't be looking at Brad Pitt and trying to analyze his the, the technique of how he smiles like I used to do. Trying to figure out how I can smile like that. How, how can I smile like that? You know, my smile is unique to my situation. I smile as wide as my feeling will allow. If I feel very great, my smile is very big. If I love you and I saw you walking down the street, talking, coming towards me, I have a very big smile on my face. But it doesn't it doesn't resemble the smile of other people it certainly doesn't resemble the smile of those people don't allow smiling and good gestures to make you think that there is inherently something good on the other side of it that's all i have to, that's all i have to say and i have to you have to be attentive more people are going to die. I, I said this, but I keep I say this every time I we talk. More more people are going to die. Okay. 
in between the time from these people and those people in the future who are going to die, don't be seen frolicking around like an idiot with white people. Stop it. Go to work. Do what you have to do. Shut the hell up and go back home. Go to work. Go to school. Talk to your teacher. Get the good grade. And then shut up and go back home where you belong. Don't go to work. Don't go to school and start talking about the net, the last episode of such and such and trying to get white people. Because you can only talk about things like that. You can't talk about anything else. Don't go around them trying to win the, their favor and trying to be a part of their situation. Let them be. Let them be. You go and be a part of something for yourself. You go and organize a group where you can sit down and talk to people that look like you. Stop trying to be so a part of their world all up under their armpits all the time. And these people don't even like you. Don't you feel that? Don't you feel a sense of shame? Doesn't that make you feel stupid? You got to be honest with yourself. Doesn't that make you feel stupid to be something like a dog that's always up under a master that don't even love you? White people love dogs more than they love you. I saw a white lady whose dog got out of her hand and went into the street and almost got hit by a car. You should have heard the way that she screamed. I'm not even going to try to imitate it. You should have heard the way this white woman screamed because the, the car was about to hit this damn dog. She loved that dog. She loved that dog. She sees a lot of herself in that damn dog. Yeah. That's why when white people say, yeah, the dog is man's best friend, they're not talking about uh, us. The black, the, for the black man, our best friend is God. You understand? That's how you have to retrain your brain to understand those type of, the, to, to understand those concepts. Your best friend is not a dog. Your best friend is God. Let them, if they want, if diamonds are a girl's best friend. You have a, a fascination with a certain inanimate object that sparkles really bit brightly and you want to say that that thing that can't value your appreciation for it is your best friend white lady you go right ahead but black lady don't you say it don't you be found saying it too no your best friend is god Diamonds are a girl's best friend. No, no, no. The black woman shouldn't be repeating anything that the white woman says. The black woman should begin starting to say, no, that my best friend is God and the black man. Because all the stuff that we go through with you, black woman, you, you need to start to realize that. We put you through some hell. You put us through some hell, too. You put a black woman, you put us through some hell trying to be like these damn white people. You put us through some things trying to be like these damn white people. 
Black man, don't you say that the damn dog is your best friend. Got black men out here trying to buy a dog. And for what? So you can tell it to go lay down? I don't feel like taking you outside right now. Oh man, you shit all over my carpet. What is wrong with us? Stop following white people, okay? Stop feeling like you're going to get comfort from this white man's world. This world ain't made for us to be comfortable comfortable this world is made for us to be on alert and progressing towards the next phase of of human existence and the next phase of human existence is not going to have a lot of white people in it i'm sorry natural selection as they call it darwinism yeah i don't believe in darwinism but he was he was a little bit right in this certain situation there's going to be a natural selection. Your numbers are going down. And I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not happy. There's no there's no happiness in me. And that's the difference between the black so-called racist and the white devil. The black so-called racist still loves humanity and can appreciate the humanity that is developing inside of the white man. But you won't see these same type of words and you won't hear these same type of of uh, of um, you won't hear the white supremacist go to these type of limps. And, I, and yes, I do believe in black supremacy. Because black supremacy is the only way that a white person can ever truly be a good person. The same way that white supremacy thinks that on, the only good nigger is a nigger that is beholden to white supremacy. The only good nigger is a nigger that loves white people. And all those other niggers, they can just die in the ghetto. In fact, we're going to go and kill them in the ghetto. We're going to send in tanks and nuclear arms. And we're going to poison the water in Flint, Michigan. And then we're going to uh, put some, some drugs in that community as well. And we're going to kill those niggers and we'll save these niggers because they love white supremacy. I agree with the opposite of that. That all, the only good white person is a white person who truly understands and begins to love God, to love where he comes from, which is a black person, and to learn how to have true love and true understanding. And the only way that's going to happen is when black people are the authority. And when black people are the authority, our nature won't allow for us to do the same thing that they did to us for us to do it to them we aren't going to do to them what they did to us because the very word black so black and white are adjectives that that totally changed the 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 word that comes after it supremacy white supremacy evil chaos and destruction across the whole planet black supremacy well who will we elect for president who is the greatest leader on the earth who can raise humanity to a level where all human beings can fully experience the joy of being god's creation the only person i know is the honorable minister louis farrakhan he, and he is a supporter of black supremacy. He is not a supporter of uh, 
white supremacy where the white man's evil is over top of the good of black people and the black people have to be underneath of evil and try to look up to see past the evil to see God but can't see God because evil is in the way. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So in the next phase of human existence, this all this is going to be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be over. Because it will be some natural selection, but it also will be some divine selection, too. Not only will there be a natural selection of the white man's numbers dwindling, but there's also going to be a divine selection where the where the God, the supreme being, the one who sits out of our sight can't see him but he exists as a real human being he is going to do some uh what is it called uh when smiting he's gonna do some smiting of our enemies because they are so persistent and evil they go from doing one evil thing to another evil thing. And then when you sh when you think they're going to say, oh, I apologize, I went too far. They didn't say no to hell with apologize. I'm going to do something else that's evil. Somebody like that has to be removed. And it's not again, it's not on me to do the removal. I and no other black person has that job, thankfully, because we're not equipped and qualified to be the judge jury and execution over white people but god is but god is and the same goes for you crackers you're not qualified to judge jury or execute any damn black person no matter what they did i don't give a damn what a black person do black person go and kill somebody you're not qualified to arrest him send him to a place where he can go and he can be rehabilitized mentally so that he can be a functioning member of society. But for you to throw him in jail and treat him like an animal and then throw his life away for the rest of his years, that's a waste of his mother's womb. No, I don't support that. No, a lot. No, there would be no need for correctional facilities if the first facility was correct. That's a bar. Drop, drop some bombs for me, Clue. That's a bar. There would be no need for correctional facilities if the first facility was correct. So you got incorrect facilities producing incorrect results. And then you send those incorrect results to a correctional facility for them to serve time under the uh, come, man. Come on. Come, come on, man. It hurts to speak about it. My jaws are aching right now because it's it's hurt. It hurts to talk of these limps about something that is so abhorrently. E it's just so damn evil, man. It don't even make sense. It make you it make you then like damn somebody would do that. It don't the evil don't make sense. So it gotta be taken away. Don't be the Negro who cries when it's taken away, or you're gonna be the Negro who dies because. Allah is not coming to just take away the, the he's coming to take away the burden of the world. And some of us are a burden to the world, too. Some of us are so excessive in doing the wrong thing. See, black people, we don't do wrong, right? But we can 
fuck up for the for our entire lives if no if nobody stops us. We can go from being doing one stupid thing to another stupid thing. Say, damn, yo, I did something stupid. <sighs> I'm so sorry, God. And then we say, damn, yo, I did something stupid again. Damn, I'm sorry, God. Damn, I'm sorry, God. Just like the white man. Except for the only difference is between us and the white man is that he's not as apologetic at all. He's very arrogant about the things that he does. That's the only difference. But it's not a big enough difference for God to have. Well, God is already showing us so much mercy. We don't have to be alive right now. COVID coronavirus was supposed to take most of us all out. But Allah's mercy kept a lot of us alive. But it's not going to continue to be like that. There's a new coronavirus coming. These Allah doesn't do things like the white man. Drop a bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and kill all. Just kill everybody. Evil, 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 evil. No, Allah don't work like that. Allah going to kill people in degrees and then allow for the people who are left standing to see what you're going to do. See what I'm going to do. See how we're going to act. How are you going to act? When you left standing and somebody close to you just died. And are you going to take the lesson of their life and try to apply it to yourself? Or are you going to continue to do what you want to do? Or are you going to continue to do what you was doing before? Okay, well, then when the next thing come, I'll, be, I'll make sure to take you too. See? So Allah is not just going to take the white man. Although that's primarily his target. That's his primary. I'm just keeping it real. And they know it too. That's why every movie they release is about the end of the world. Oh, the, I can sense the end of the world is coming. Yeah, it's it's the end of the world is coming for you, Johnny. It is coming for you. Don't you worry about that. It is coming for you and for Susan as well. But it is also coming for Tyrone and Neek Neek. So pardon me, not saying not Neek Neek. Not Neek Neek. I know a Neek Neek. I'm sorry. I tried to use a name. No, it's coming for Negroes, niggas, crackers, and some black people.